next one was ooh skyscraper I watched this like two or three days ago with really? my dad <laughs> oh. with the whole family actually. well the whole, okay. not the whole family um, the whole family that was there for Christmas sure. uh, me, my mum, my dad and my sister and uh, oh, yeah this film is just perfect <laughs> it's just so good yeah it's everything I wanted from it okay literally everything I don't really know what else to say I, I would rate this a 9. You'd give this a whole 9. I'd give yeah. this a 9. Okay. I mean, it it's not far off from a 10 because it is exactly what it tried to be. Okay. That film standard, that film type, um, fits a purpose. Yeah. And this film absolutely hit the nail on the hook. How do we... I it, wish... It, it literally couldn't be better. I wish it had been even sillier. Yeah. I feel like it took itself just a touch too seriously. It was silly, but I wanted it to be even sillier. What? Like what? I don't know. Like, it wasn't as crazy over the top as I was hoping it would be. Mm-hmm. It was very forgettable for me. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of, like, standout scenes. Sure. I mean, he had one leg. Yes. Isn't it amazing? But I don't think, like, they did enough with that. What? What did he do with his one leg? <laughs> My God, what's wrong with you? There was a point where he was hanging upside down from like a million story building by his leg, which falls off, his prosthetic leg, which falls off. He then catches it. He does a little flip in the air, catches it, and then climbs up the rope. And then there's a giant titanium door that's like a foot thick of metal that's closing and he needs to keep it open. What does he do? He could walk over and just crawl through the door. No, no. He pulls this very, 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 very long rope with his prosthetic leg on the end, grabs the rope, lassoes it into the door, stops the door from closing with the leg, and then goes and, cra- goes and crawls through with his prosthetic leg, grabs it at the last minute, he's in. So oh, okay, walking, yeah, that, that walk, does... walk, walk, walking on both feet again. What more do you want? Also, there's a bit at the start, which I know you loved, where you've got The Rock <laughs> fighting Pornstache from Orange is the New Black, with only one leg. He's hopping about. Oh, that does happen, you're right. That was, that was good fun. Yeah. I don't know what more you want, really. You, you know what, from, you're right. From, Maybe from, I need to rewatch this. You're yeah, right, that was... From amputee humour, essentially. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. You are correct. I would like to up this to a 10, if I may. <laughs> 10, really. 10 out of 10, yeah. really. Okay. Could this film be improved? I cannot countenance a 10, but I will, I will up it to an 8. This has You've genuinely been on. one of my favourite films of the year. Okay, I can understand that. <laughs> oh, don't want, to know what, don't, don't want to know what else to do with this. Um, let's see, Skyscraper 2. Keep on scraping. <laughs> um, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's got to be a taller skyscraper, hasn't it? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Like a 9-11 kind of thing? What, you mean aptly knocking over the skyscraper? Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay, great. How would you rate the skyscraper? I feel like I probably gave it a 7. A 7, yeah, how dare you. Sorry. If I ever watched it again, maybe I'd have better feelings. I don't. Mm-hmm. You're not even slightly matching my enthusiasm here. I can't remember. It's like it very you're well. falling asleep. No, I just can't. I'm, I'm awake. I just can't really remember it that well. Sure. Sure. Well, okay. I feel like it um, was, like, passable. Okay, so a 7 and a 10. And <laughs> and it's up to a 10 now. And uh, You did not give it a 10 at the time. No, no I did not. Um, and uh, the sequel is uh, The Rock Does 9 11 or something. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 
So I can say I can tell you that you gave this. Oh, oh, no, yeah, you you were. I gave it a seven. You gave it a nine. So you were very much on on board from the beginning mm-hmm. of this one. Okay. I think I was a little scared to give it a ten, but now now it's just a full ten. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, what's next? Incredibles two. Okay, this one was fine. I didn't like this. This was. I was bored. This was a very safe film. I think this film was wrong-headed. What do you mean? I feel like this film didn't understand what it should have been at mm-hmm. all. It felt like it was a film for children, mm. but it was a film that was all about weirdly adults. I don't mean adults as in like, oh, that's inappropriate for children. Mm. It wasn't like a sexy film or a violent film, mm-hmm. but it was just like, oh, here's some really dreary adult drama that we're going to turn into a children's film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care. Did not care. Yeah. It was boring. This film was actively boring. It, Yeah, it, it really wasn't as good as the first Incredibles. No. Not that I enjoyed the first Incredibles massively anyway. Because mm-hmm. I really found that as... As Pixar movies go, it was it was shit. a little lower. It was like just above Cars. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was it was fine. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I did an episode of the Phil Better Show where I rated all the Pixar movies, mm-hmm. and it was a very difficult thing to do, despite not having seen them all. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't try and like slot in a good dinosaur somewhere where I thought it should be. I just sure. the ones I hadn't seen, I said I've not seen. And okay, sure. Yeah. Threw them at the bottom for now. Incredibles was quite low on my list. Both Incredibles were. Yeah. They were I just don't... I'm not a fan. No. I'm not a fan of they're the really, Incredibles. No. They're not that... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but just like... There's not many really new ideas going on there. They're just kind of dry. Yeah. When you compare it to other Pixar films like Coco, which is just talking to you about death. Yeah. Inside Out, which is just telling you all That's these it. interesting there's things no going on. There's no emotional core uh, uh, to Like, the... literally emotions. Yeah. That's um, it. The, the the Incredibles films don't have a lot of like emotion to them. No, they're it's, just. I'd say it's down there with Bugs Life. Yeah, that's probably fair. Because Bugs Life, it's got some interesting ideas going on, but as the second movie, I think it's the second or third movie that Pixar actually made, they really hadn't quite sort of started thinking outside the box mm-hmm. any further than what Toy Story did. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, I just didn't care very yeah. much. I just found it to be kind of dull I don't understand why this film spent so much time on boring conversations about marketing <laughs> do you remember yeah I do I there do. was all this stuff with like Mrs. Incredible the, the wife where it was just her going on and on and on about like I believe she's called Elastigirl but... Elastigirl sure whatever it was really dreary mm. so what do you rate it um, and then what do you make for a sequel? Oh, sequel. I, I don't want more of this. I don't. I just. I, <laughs> no, I, just don't, I don't like it. I just don't want more. Um, oh no! I know. Something to do with Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah, he, and, he and, was in it. He and, was fun. And, yeah. and what he's got going on? Um, was he Iceman or something? Frozone. Frozone. That's it. Yeah. I mean, don't ask me how I know these things. I've seen Incredibles two once. I've seen Incredibles one once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Frozone, easily the best character of the series. Along with his wife, who's always off screen. Uh huh. Which oh, so are we make, finally going to see the wife? I oh, know. I don't think so. I think for, she's a major character, but you never actually see her on screen. Okay, yeah. Because for both films, you never see her. Sure. You, she's a she's just an off screen voice. I think that would actually lean quite well into some kind of comedy there. Okay. Um. But yeah, just a spin off movie starring Frozone. Yeah, that could work. He's got to go up against some new villain that uh, the Pixar team would make up, and I wouldn't. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, I like that. Mm. That that could work. Yeah, make Samuel L. Jackson the star. Yes. That would be good. Yes. And your rating? I imagine I gave this like a six. 
Six. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you with a six, I think. Okay. I can tell you that we gave this a... I gave it a six, you gave it a seven. Sure. Would you change that or...? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it was fine. I just don't really feel very strongly about it. Sure. Mm. So yeah, six or seven sounds right. Yeah. Okay, next is Mission Impossible Fallout. This film didn't really have any any of those scenes where you're like, how is he going to get out of this one? Me, as an audience member, I'm holding my breath. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't care. Because that's what Mission Impossible films do. Yes. They've, they've got the scene where he's hanging from wires from the ceiling. He's not mm. quite touching the floor, but he's he's catching his drips of sweat. Perfect. Yes. Or like him and Simon Pegg are walking down a corridor with a screen in front of them that's projecting things that's not quite there. He's about to fall down the edge of the Burj Khalif. It's going to be great. How yeah. is Tom Cruise doing this? He's really old, but he's still pulling these stunts <laughs> off. Other stuff like that. No, all you get in this, he jumps out of a plane. Yeah, it looks great. It's all done in one shot. And I know that behind the scenes, it took them a very, very long time and a lot of attempts to do. But it really doesn't look that impressive. No, I agree. And it doesn't make me feel very tense. It was fine as an action movie. It would have been all right as a James Bond movie. Obviously, it wasn't written that way. It it wasn't as action-packed as it should have been. Anyway, uh, sequel to that? The next Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible? Alec Baldwin's back. Of course he is, of course he is. Um, so it turns out that in that very confusing scene where he died or he didn't die or he did or he didn't, whatever happened, there were a lot of masks underneath masks in that. In that one, he didn't die. Okay. So he's back. And, uh, well, there's going to be some kind of action movie starring him. Tom Cruise is only on the side. Oh, that'd he's be good. In it. He's in it. But Alec Baldwin's the main character. Interesting. Has okay. Alec Baldwin ever been the main character of a film? Well, back in the day he was. Like in the 90s but and But like, since, since becoming Alec Baldwin? Not so much, no. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be the main character. There is going to be a new villain in the... Oh no, wait. I was going to say uh, Black Panther's mum, but wasn't she literally in this film? <laughs> Was Angela Bassett in Mission Impossible? Yes, she was. <laughs> she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> Never yes. mind. Um, okay, well, not her then. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, what's her face from Widows? Viola Davis? Yes. Okay. She's a villain. I'm, I'm on board, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, tell you what, she's pretty much her character from Widows. Okay, I like it, I like it, yeah. You know what, cross it over. She's She's got a taste for... You know, pulling off heists. Mm-hmm. That's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, for pulling off heists and stealing lots of money. So she's going to do some of that. But like, bigger and better. Okay. So both a sequel to Widows and to Mission Impossible. And Alec Baldwin's got to stop her somehow. At some point, the two of them get into a physical fight. Viola Davis and <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. And um, uh, in this physical fight, well, one thing leads to another, essentially. And accidentally, Viola Davis... Rips off Alec Baldwin's mask. <gasps> it's not no. really Alec Baldwin? No. And it's somebody else the whole time. It's somebody like uh, Ving Rames. Throw him in the suit. Or do we introduce somebody new to the franchise? Well, I'm thinking <gasps> so- Nick Frost. There we go. And then you've got your further sequel from that where you've got Nick Frost and Simon Pegg doing a Mission Impossible film. Okay, I'm just trying to imagine the logistics of this. So, <laughs> she rips off Alec Baldwin's mask. Yeah. And underneath the mask is Nick Frost. Yes. So is he also wearing like a girdle? I mean, I don't know what Nick Frost's current weight situation is. I've not seen I think like he's heavier than Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin's fairly heavy. Sure. I'm sure they can work it out. No, I'm, I think that'll be funny. Yeah. What do you think you gave that? 
Oh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, seven? No, six. Seven then, six now. So you're marking it down. Mm. We both gave it a seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'd probably mark it down to a six now. Mm. It, it was fine. Yeah, I think my sequel idea was way better. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. Your sequel idea has made me look back on the original film with more fondness. Because it's a lot... It's a lot more ridiculous. Yeah, totally. It needed to be one or the other, and it, Mission Impossible Fallout was just slap bang in the middle. 100%. Which did not work to its advantage. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right, right. what's next? Okay, so next up is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Oh, this was a good one. This was fun. This was, it was, again, it was just solid, nice fun. I was about to say great soundtrack, but I thought I'd let you take the reins on that one. Well, having... Soundtrack. Soundtrack. Well, (laughs) had you seen the first Mamma Mia film? Yeah. Yeah, so this was... I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Soundtrack-wise, I I, I thought it was really good fun, and yeah, it was a a nice refresh of all the ABBA songs that I don't listen to all the time, but, like, I enjoy. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, for the first half of Mamma Mia 2, I was like, oh, they ran out of good ABBA songs. They really did. (laughs) But it got, at the end, they were just like, oh, let's just reuse the first one. Yeah. (laughs) And to their benefits, 100% to the benefit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this was silly fun, but good cast, great use of share. Was it? Well, it was use of share. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Share was in it. She was there. Hence, it was great. Okay, sure. Yeah, this one's good. It, it was nice and emotional. Told a really good story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just all around fun. I was surprised how emotional this film was, considering how stupid it is. Mm. Like, when mm. the ghost of Meryl Streep comes back from the dead <laughs> and yeah. sings one of us to her daughter, I was yeah. genuinely a bit choked up. Like, yeah. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. This, it was just had a lot of heart. Yeah, it, it did, nice. didn't it? Yeah. I think it was very much elevated by the crowd that we watched it with. When Cher steps off the helicopter and you just see this, like, bejeweled foot <laughs> step up, somebody, like, to our left was like, oh, here she is. <laughs> right. It wasn't me, was it? <laughs> it might have been you. <laughs> yeah. It was a proper grab-a-granny fest. It was great. Okay, great. Okay, what would you do for a sequel for it? So this film had the... It was like a prequel, wasn't it? It told the story of how Meryl Streep's character... Prequel and a sequel. Yeah, so... It tells the story of how Meryl Streep's character from the original film managed to shag three guys in the space of like a month and not know who the father of mm-hmm. her child, played by Amanda Seyfried, mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Maybe there's like Amanda Seyfried's children grow up and then it's like she's the mother and it's like history repeating itself. I guess. Um, so Mamma Mia set in the future. Yeah. I mean, they're really going to be running dry and have a song. By number three, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be really scraping that barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they learn from the second half of this movie. Yeah. Then... It'll just be, just just use the same songs in every film. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so out of ten. Um, uh, I reckon eight. You gave this a nine. Did I? You loved this. <laughs> yeah, you were really into this. I really did love this film. I gave it an eight, you gave it a nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next one then is Hotel Artemis. This film was... It was something, but it wasn't quite what I wanted, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, no, I do know why. It's because I was associating it with Bad Times of the El Royale. No, you weren't. We saw this one first. I, no, I'm well aware. Okay. Um, I know they didn't come out at the same time, but I know they were both 
films set in hotels. And yes. Somehow I just got the ideas that are mixed up. I, like, I never got them actually mixed up. Okay. But yeah, I was just constantly thinking about bad times at the El Royale, and I'm seeing Chris Hemsworth in just an open top shirt doing a weird dance towards the camera. Sure. And I was expecting that from this. And because you didn't get that, you were disappointed. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. So. Hotel Artemis stars Jodie Foster mm. as a nurse who is in charge of a hotel slash hospital, private hospital mm-hmm. for criminals, mm-hmm. basically. And if you are a member, you can turn up any time of the day or night and she will patch you up and send you back. But on one ill-fated night, a whole bunch of people turn up at the hotel, including a friend of her dead son and the gangland leader mm-hmm. played by Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other people. I loved the Jeff Goldblum reveal. He was great. Just like the fact that he did the whole open the car door, show a foot in like a, what was it, like a leather sandal or something? It was peak Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it was so it was great. peak Goldblum. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so proud of the film for not putting him in the trailers. Yes. For not saying, this is a Jeff Goldblum film, like Jurassic World. Jurassic World this is like, This is a yeah. Jeff Goldblum film, here is no Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, this and this was... one is like, here is... A film that could have anybody in it. Oh my God, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And... It was good. <laughs> he, he, he was brilliant, didn't he? He was fantastic, yeah. I'm a big Jodie Foster fan. Yeah, Jodie Foster was great in this. She I've, was... I've not seen her do anything like this before. No. I've but... seen her in Silence of the Lambs. I've seen her in Elysium, which is a bad Matt Damon sci-fi, mm-hmm. um, Neil Blomkamp thing. Yeah. I find her very watchable. Mm-hmm. Panic Room, great film. Mm. She is the reason I like this film. I think anyone else wouldn't have sold it as well. It could have been a real train wreck, but she makes this film work, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What do you think of Dave Bautista in this? He was funny. He 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 was. He's he's got a weird comedy to him. In this one, it looked like he wasn't even trying. Yeah, but just somehow it works. Mm. I don't know what it is. This film had a fabulous cast. Mm. I li- I really enjoyed this. Mm. I really really liked this. Mm-hmm. What you rate it then? What what did, what I, did think I think I probably gave it? it like an eight, maybe a seven, maybe seven between seven and eight. I it was a I, bit forgettable, but I reckon I gave it an eight, and I'm sticking with that. So I can reveal that I gave this a seven. Mm-hmm. You gave it a nine. Mm. You were very keen on this. Mm. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll 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 agree with my past self on that. That's not a bad choice. Okay. Yeah. Not, not sorry. Not a bad, uh, bad score. What sequel would you make for it? For a sequel, I would. Yeah. So Jodie Foster's back. Dave Bautista's back. I don't think there's any other returning cast really. Mm. Does everybody else die or have their stories completed? Pretty much. Yeah. I think Sterling Brown is still alive, but there's not possibly only much, not Every... much more to do there. Yeah. Everyone um, else is dead. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going up against Daniel Kaluuya, who comes in with a bit of a uh, entourage, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, causes some shit, some shit, argues with, I don't know, let's pick another one. It's Always Sunny guy, Glenn Howerton. Great. You know what? Glenn Howerton's the main villain. Daniel Kaluuya's the secondary Why villain. Why is Glenn Howerton not a, like a movie villain? I don't like, he's, know. He's, he's the most evil man in... He's so psychopathic, yeah. it's great. Yeah, okay, so Glenn Howerton comes in with, uh, with, with an entourage, picks a fight with Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie Foster has to pick up the pieces. That sounds like a movie. Mm. Like it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Great. What's next? The Meg. Oh. What I a... didn't like The Meg. Uh, well, I'm not surprised, and I don't care also, because I really liked The Meg. I was bored. Um, not enough to rate it a 10. No. It's Absolutely, not... because it is... This one... is not a 10 out of 10 movie, Harry. Because 
despite the fact that Jason Statham has been acting way longer than The Rock, as far as I know. Sure. Or at least in, in more major movies. Mm-hmm. He is 100% just discount The Rock. Along with Vin Diesel and yes. m- m- many other people, he's just discounted oh, The Rock. Absolutely. But uh, this film was great. This film was, as far as I remember, it was all I wanted it to be. You, you, you've got your standard action hero, your Jason Statham, going against a giant shark. Sure. You know what? What, what more? What more do you want from a film other than having the Rock in it instead? Well, like because what? Jason Statham is nowhere near as likable as the Rock. No, he feels quite smug. Yeah, and just I don't know. I don't know if entitled is the right word. He's he's not a very interesting. He's not very charismatic. He's really not charismatic no. at all. And I don't know what I don't know what the Rock does to make himself charismatic. But I think he just has. He's got the X factor. He's he got has, it. He has it. Whatever he, it is, he's got it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Satan does not. No, he does not. But it's funny because I'm pretty sure last week we were talking about like my love of bad movies and you were like, John, I don't think... I feel like I don't appreciate bad movies the way you don't appreciate bad movies. Mm-hmm. And yet now you're defending The Meg and Skyscraper and Total Skyscraper is not a bad movie. But I feel like we just have different tastes in bad movies. I think you love bad movies as much as I do. But I think the different... bad movies that you like are bad movies that don't mean to be bad. Yes, I like a train wreck, yeah. Whereas... You like a uncompromisingly bad movie. Yeah, the bad movies that I like are... They're not quite bad movies. They're movies that are... They're trying to be something that is very much not the best movie ever made. Sure, yeah. And they hit the nail on the hook. Mm. See, I like films that fly too close to the sun and then their wings melt and then they plummet. I think you'd like movies that go like... Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we both like both, but but one of us likes one of them much more than the other. Definitely, definitely, yeah. So yeah, this was what I wanted. It was it, it was a bad action movie. It sure. was your, your, your standard action movie. I went to the toilet like three times, during you did. Film, which is how I can tell <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> um, did did you not enjoy the twist of the fact that there were there were two Megs? I think I might have been in the bathroom when that twist occurred. Oh, I think you did actually. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it probably made no difference. No, I was just because bored. you never saw them both at one. Like one was killed yeah. and then another one's there. My favourite part of this film was when Jason, when Jason Statham is in the water and he's swimming and he's literally singing, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> he literally becomes Nemo. <laughs> yeah. You know what, actually? This film was a bad movie in both of our definitions, I think. Yeah. But not enough for you to like it, obviously. Yeah. but I didn't hate it. I was just kind of like, yeah, I wish it was more. Mm. Oh, yeah. Th- this was, compared to Skyscraper, it's nowhere near. No. Absolutely um, not. I reckon I uh, I rated this. Uh, no, I reckon I rated this an eight, but actually I'm going to take that down to a seven, maybe a, a low seven. Okay. I can tell you that what you gave this film was. Oh no, you gave this a four. A four? Did I? Well, my yeah. Bloody hell! My opinion has changed. Yeah, I gave it a three. You gave it a four. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I think. Probably, yeah. Um. Well, what did I expect? I don't know. But you gave it... All I can say is you gave it a four. Okay, cool. The stats don't lie. All right. Well, I look forward to rewatching it just to see what happens. Yeah? You ever rewatch it and be like, oh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that what was it crap. Was. It really was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a sequel then, so The Meg 2. This time... It's personal? This time it's back in the habit. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I, I, oh, let's see. So you've got a giant shark. You've also got a giant octopus. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. Which you know it's been done before. Yeah. yeah. But you, you've got your your krakens. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What other what what other marine animals can you can you make giant that could be fun? A giant. <gasps> seal. A dolphin. A giant dolphin. Seahorse. A giant a gi- seahorse. A giant seahorse. Yes. Yeah, that's always fun. Oh no, a sea urchin. A giant Cause that, sea. Because that was just the round spiky thing. Okay. And that could just like roll through a city or something. That that could be good fun. Okay, if you say so. Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what do you want from this? I don't, I'm not convinced. But... Um, yeah. Okay. So essentially, just more large sea animals <laughs> of different kinds. Um, okay, I get on board with that. That's cool. Giant crabs. Yeah. Giant everything. Giant blue whale. It's like the size of a moon. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, I'm on board. So Statham finds this giant blue whale, does whatever he can to take take it out of the of, of the ocean. The ocean level worldwide shrinks by like six foot or something. Yeah. Solves global warming. Great. Fantastic. Cool. Okay. <laughs> that sounds entirely plausible. <laughs> That's what I need these films to be. <laughs> Whatever. Solve global warming by taking out the blue whales. Okay. If you say so. It makes sense. Yeah, sure. They take up a lot of space. Yeah. I, I, I believe you. And then we can melt all the icebergs. Fine. Get lots of fresh water from the icebergs, send it to Africa, solve all the problems. Absolutely. You, you have single-handedly solved global warming. Good for you. Yep. So what's next? Black <laughs> Klansman. Okay. This film was disappointing. I would agree. I was expecting a lot more from this film. I don't know what I was expecting, but just the trailers made it look really great. And it was, I think it was at that level where it was just almost great. Yeah. But by being only almost, it was just not, it was nothing. Yeah. Quite forgettable, I mm. think. An interesting concept. Uh, is oh, it be- definitely. Is, is it based on truth? It's definitely based on a true story. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what more to say there. It's it's just fine. Yeah, I was I was super disappointed with this because I had such high expectations. Because mm. it wasn't bad. No. It wasn't a bad film, but it didn't have that grit. It mm. didn't have that real kind of like, Jesus Christ. I was never really fully engaged with it. Mm-hmm. So what do you rate it then? I, think I'd, I feel like at the time I gave it like a seven, but now I'd definitely move it down to like a six. Easily a five. Evil is, yeah. It just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. So I can reveal that we gave it... Oh, a six and a six. So Six and a six? Yeah. Okay, well, I've brought it down one, I guess. I'd bring it down to a five and a five, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's next, then? Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, well, this was this was something. This was a um, thing, yeah. So, yeah, for the Black Klansman, at least there's something happening, although not entirely satisfying. Mm-hmm. So, this film, I think we watched because we'd heard it was doing really well internationally. It was a huge hit in America, not mm-hmm. so much here, yeah. I thought it was a huge hit in Asia as well. Prob- oh, I, I'm sure it was. But yeah. I just know it was also a massive hit in America. Yeah, it was... Would you say your standard rom-com? I think this was an absolute, by-the-numbers, romantic comedy movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. No. But it was an abs- It was just very much a rom com, mm. and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't blown away. Same. It was. It was extremely average. Mm. As far as I remember, it didn't really put a foot wrong, mm-hmm. but it didn't boldly put a foot right, which I is what a film needs to do to actually be more ambitious. Yes, 
Absolutely. It played it safe and it worked well. It played it incredibly safe. And it's based on a book, so I guess maybe the book plays it as safe. So this is based on a novel. I don't know who wrote it. But it's about a New York Asian-American lady played by Constance Wu who's dating this guy and they've been dating him for a couple of years. And then he reveals to her after all this time that he is actually from a very wealthy family in China. Singapore. Singapore. So they go back to his family's home and they are incredibly rich. They are Mm -hmm. unbelievably wealthy. And then a lot of the film is her trying to fit in with this wealthy Mm -hmm. environment. The problem I had with this film was that Constance Wu is... Like, she's fine as the main character, but she's the kind of person who would not have a problem fitting in with the world. Mm -hmm. Like, she's pretty and she's intelligent and she's refined... And it's like, okay, maybe she's not a multi-millionaire, but you'd have to work pretty hard to not like her. Mm. Whereas the supporting character played by uh, Aquafina mm-hmm. would have been a great lead. Yes. Like, if he'd been dating some proper, like, you know, New Yorker like her, that would have been a film. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who really would struggle to fit in with that world. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just, like, Oh, I'm dating a nice girl, but she's not a multimillionaire. But you know, that's my sequel, Aquafina as the star. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because Constance Wu was boring. Yeah. She wasn't bad. She was just. She, she was boring. Yeah. Like yeah. the the film had an all right cast. Mm-hmm. It, it had some ups and downs, mainly from actors that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, it was Michelle Yeoh, wasn't it? Uh, she was the standout by far. She plays the evil mother-in-law. Yeah, yes. and she. She nails it. She, she nails it. She is a great villain. Yeah. So, yeah, the film overall, like I say, it's, it's just fine. It's yeah. it's good. Would you watch another one? They're going to make more, mm. but I'm, I'm not in a rush to see more, to be honest. Yeah. No, me neither. I'm not, I wouldn't avoid it. I, I enjoyed this film. but I think I would watch it if there was nothing else on yeah. at the time. If it was a slow at, week. At, at, yeah. at the time I arrive at the cinema. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I'm not going out of my way to watch another one of these. No, yeah. It was absolutely yeah. average. What would you rate it? Six. Six. Yeah, I'll get on here. Yeah, six as well, yeah. I think. Sequels? Uh, well, like you say, the Aquafina. Aquafina? Aquafina. Or- yeah. The Aquafina. The, the, the she was much off. better used in this than she was in Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. I'll give her that. She got much more to do in this. Yes. Maybe some kind of a prequel that somehow. Aquafina versus Michelle Yeoh. I'm just picking the two best actors from the film, really. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Michelle Yeoh's just like being the evil CEO of a company. <laughs> Aquafina's trying to take them down. Sure. And, and stay anonymous. Yeah, that could work. Something like that. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I feel like that could work. That's a thing, yeah. I'm not too sure. I mean, the plot of this was so paper thin that you can just do anything with it, really. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It was. It was very thin. Yeah. Um, okay, what's next? Okay, next up we have Searching. Remember Searching? Yeah, I watched this one over Christmas too. Um, oh, if we watched this one? Mm. Okay. This one was great. I liked this. This is a really good film. It was a, I nearly said a great concept for a way to portray a film. It's not quite great. It's tenuous. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting idea. Yes. For the entire film to be done through computer screens, phone screens, TV screens, yeah. everything like that. So in this it, film... It largely works. Yeah. But there are a lot of leaving your your video chat program open 
just for no reason. Yeah. So in the, this film, the novelty of this film is that it's filmed entirely on FaceTimey, you know, stuff like on yeah. mobile. Yeah. So it stars John Cho, mm-hmm. the guy from Star Trek. Yeah. He plays Sulu. Yep. He he plays like a dad. Again, the mother is dead because their mothers always have to be dead. Yes. His daughter goes to a party one night and goes missing, basically. Mm-hmm. And the she, whole film... She, she just goes missing. She just goes missing. And the whole film covers him as he tries to find her purely through FaceTime and the internet. Mm-hmm. You, you meet the detective who's on the case. Mm-hmm. She's this this character who's got a bit of a past, I guess, um, which, which he finds on Google. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of product placement in this film, which <laughs> I loved. Mm-hmm. So much. It was brilliant. Not sure if it was all real or not. I've not actually looked it up. I'm sure it was. I'm sure most well, of it was. Some real. of the streaming. Oh yeah, some of those websites were not real, that yeah. she was on. I don't know if that's where the kids are these days. I don't. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, and uh, you know, it's it's a little bit kind of a whodunit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with it's got some great twists and turns, and. Overall, it's a really enjoyable film. I really had a fun with this. Yes. You really had a fun. I had a great fun with this. You had a great fun I with this. I had a fun with this, yeah. Yeah, I, I, had, I had loads of lo- loads of funs with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know, the, the twists in this film, they're just brilliant. Because the first one, the first major twist you see, it's that... And like I'm going to spoil this film now, and if you've not seen this film and you listen to this, I really you you should just skip over this little bit because it's a great film, mm-hmm. but it is ruined if you know the twists. Absolutely, yeah. It's not a great film after that. So yeah, the first twist you see in this film is the stock image girl. Oh god, yeah, fish and chips. Fish and chips. Who turns out is just a stock image who's been uh, well uh, of another person who's been talking to the uh, the, the girl who's gone missing. And uh, then when this company gets in touch to say, like, hey, we'll broadcast your, your daughter's funeral online. And John Tro's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then it's like the stock image girl with two thumbs up pretty much just going like, hiya! <laughs> and that twist is brilliant. I got it instantly. The film had to explain it for a further 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. It even watching it a second time sent shivers down my spine. Really, just because it's like, whoa, that is that is a twist I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. I saw it the second time, but just like the girl's face and everything, she looks a bit evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though she's just a norm- she is literally an innocent stock image girl. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like she, <laughs> uh, he calls her up and she's like, "What? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just sold my face to some photo company or whatever," mm-hmm. and. Uh, Oh, it's just so great because it's just the real most ridiculous twist ever. Until. Until. Until they're like, okay, well, it turns out that the missing girl was just in this ravine that the detective who covered the whole thing said that the the ravine had already been searched, but it hadn't. But it's been like seven days and no one can live for that long without water. But three days ago, 
It rained. Oh my god, I laughed so <laughs> hard. I laughed so hard. Oh, it was so good because there's never been a more ridiculous twist. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I don't know if it was ridiculous or shit or it was or whatever absolutely it was. because both, yeah. it was great for the film because it was like okay, that's a reasonable twist for why this film can sort of keep going for another minute or two. Yeah, but just rain being a twist. Yeah. It's just wow, and the actress Deborah Messing—that was it. Deborah Messing. She played it so straight. <laughs> she, she was like, "It rained yesterday. Mm. It rained on Monday. Turn the car around." It was great. Yeah, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a great film for both of those twists. Yeah, and uh, I would recommend this film. Whole absolutely so I so much fun. So, so we've just had Christmas. I showed this on to my parents. They loved it. <laughs> they didn't eat it with the same spoon that you that you did, but sure. they had a really good time with it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, you always know it's a good film when my mum's about to fall asleep to something, mm-hmm. and she's doing that thing with her eyes where they're both really trying to close, <laughs> and she's really trying to keep them open. She's having a little battle there by herself. Mm-hmm. That means that she's sold on a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she will sleep through. Anything, sure. Or she, she can sleep through anything, mm-hmm. and if she doesn't, then it's a hit. Yeah. It's a hit. <laughs> Great. So, what do you rate this then? I reckon I gave this an eight. I reckon I gave this a nine. I'll stick with a nine. Okay. I will reveal that you gave searching a. We both gave it an eight. All right. Eights well, across the board. Yeah. I'm going to take it up one. Cool. So up, up it to a nine. Great. Yeah. After watching it recently. Cool. Next is The Predator. Okay. Yes. Did I rate this one a zero? I rated this a zero. I know you did. I fucking hated did this. Did I rate this a zero? No, I think you actually had some kindness to say about this film. Because I was thinking, this isn't quite a zero. Ugh, in, 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 in hindsight, this is at least a two. No, it's not. I hated this. <laughs> I hated this. I was this so film angry was... about this movie. Awful garbage. This was it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how they made a film this bad. No, I am t- agog at the badness. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. How they could, for example, have a character who has Tourette's. And just use that as as, as comedy. Oh, shit, they did, didn't they? I thought that we'd move as humanity, we'd move past that kind of that, I think ca- that we kind have, of humor. Yeah, um, but not in this film. Mm. You know, in in at least an innocent way. Mm. I get it. If somebody's gonna just be making bad humor that's just offensive to everybody, then you know, like your James Franco kind of comedy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Be offensive. But this one, it was just being accidentally offensive, which is worse. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg with this film. This film, there was so much wrong with this film. I don't even know where to begin with how much I hated this. Mm-hmm. This is the closest I came to walking out of the cinema. Yeah. I was willing you to suggest that we leave because I was so <laughs> desperate to just leave the screening. Well, I think at this point I'd already heard, I think it was the Weekly Planet's review of, uh, of, of this film, mm-hmm. and they dug into it so well okay. that I just really wanted to watch every single moment of it just to be like, oh yes! And the guy does get his legs chopped off by the ship's shields or whatever. Yeah, and... sure. I wish I'd had that experience. I was just angry. 
I was just angry. Yeah. What was bad about this film then for you? There, there, there was not a moment of wit or joy or funniness or excitement in this film. It was just... So it's a Predator film. Mm-hmm. It's like the fifth or sixth or seventh, I don't know. Mm. There are no interesting characters. Like, to describe the plot, all I could say is it was a Predator film. That's all all you can say. I mean, I've already forgotten almost everything. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm struggling to remember what I hated about it specifically, because I can't remember anything about this film. Mm. All I remember is that it's boring. Jacob Tremblay's in it as a kid with autism. Is Jacob Tremblay in this? Yes. He was the kid. There was a kid in this? It was Jacob Tremblay, yeah. I genuinely don't remember. He gets given, he gets given the Predator mask... He gets in the oh, post. He blows up a he house or something. He straight up kills people. I mean, I went to the toilet for that bit. Yeah, you, you took multiple toilet breaks in that. I did. <laughs> rare for me to take even one. I know, yeah. Um, I wish I'd joined you. This film... Who else was in this? So there was... The main guy was the guy from Logan. Yeah. Who did really well in Logan. Sure. You had Keenan Michael Keyes... There was a woman in his who got constantly harassed by oh, every other cast was. member. Oh, there was. There was a terribly harassed woman. Oh, I'm going to have to Google it because yeah. I don't remember. I genuinely did. This film I was mean, so bad. Not, I, that, not that she was good either. Yeah. It's not even memorably bad. It's just bad in that way that you don't even remember it. I hated it. How would you make a sequel to it and what would you rate it? I don't want a sequel to it. It was fucking terrible. You don't want... Okay, a remake of, of, of that vague storyline? Oh, I don't know. I just don't care. Okay, recasting. Recasting anyone but the original cast. Oh, um, okay. So the main guy, Sylvester Stallone. Sure, okay. All the secondary cast, the cast from The Expendables. I could work with that. So that's your standard action heroes. Sure, sure. Great. And then you've got yourself a movie. Yeah, that works. There it is. And your rating for it. I gave this zero. And I remember distinctly giving it a zero, and I stand it's, by it's that not, zero. It's not grown by a single It has not point. grown on me at all. It's not I, grown to a one. <laughs> I defend that zero. Oh, I defend I'll, that uh, zero. I'll give this a one. I want to give it a zero, but for some reason I can't. What, what did they give it again? What did you give it? Mm. Uh, you gave Predator a one. A one? Oh, right. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, next up is Venom. Oh, this was a confusing film because I was expecting a train wreck and hoping for a train wreck. Same. And this was not quite a train wreck, mm-hmm. which really throws it into that middle ground of like, oh, do I like this? Do I not like this? What is this? Like, I'm sure that you hated it. When I was re- like looking back on the scores that I've given to all the films we've seen this year, mm. I genuinely did think... I think I was too hard on Venom. Mm. This I feel as this film was a train wreck, but it was a fun train wreck. And it was just silly fun. And maybe that's what I want from a superhero movie. Well, this film, it, it wasn't bad. It was just fine. It was very average. A lot of the scenes, particularly the action scenes, were drawn out maybe double what they should have been. You know, which, yeah. which, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a trace scene in the middle, which goes on for maybe half an hour, maybe two hours, I'm not sure. Somewhere in between. And that was the scene that made me realise, okay, this is not a good film, <laughs> but I'd be very happy to watch a Venom movie now. Yeah. And before now, I've not been up for the idea of watching a film based on Venom. Mm-hmm. This one really sold me on the idea. 
I'm genuinely interested in seeing more Venom movies. Yeah, same. I don't know how this movie achieved that. No, because it's not good. No, it's not. But, but it made somehow money. I'm interested. Yeah, it made money, and yeah. now it's gonna get sequels. Yeah, it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. It really that is, is a, a genuine achievement. Yeah, for a final third act, it's just CGI moisture-based beings <laughs> fighting each other. Moisture-based beings. That is a great description. <laughs> I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong, guys. Um, <laughs> and it's awful. Yeah. It's extremely predictable mm-hmm. and just bad. And it's all been done before. And it goes on for a very long time. And yet they pulled it off. They somehow did. Yeah. It's, it, it is very, very... I don't know how this film works, but it somehow works. Yeah. So. I'm extremely interested to see what the sequel yeah. is going to be like for this. That being said, what do you think the sequel will be? So my idea for a sequel for this is... Because I was really fascinated by the... Post-credit scene? No, the conclusion of this film. Not the post-credit. I couldn't give a shit about the post-credit. Like, no, I mean, I like. You sorry. take that back. Sorry, oh, that you... wig writes itself. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I, I liked. So you did a proper like. Mm-hmm. I liked. The... I really thought you had a different reaction to me mentioning the post-credit scene. No, sorry. I no, I did like it, but before the post-credit scene, the end of the movie is so crazy bananas. When Venom and Tom Hardy's character, what's his name when he's not Venom? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Do you remember when he walked into the supermarket and he's like, and then he's like, and that guy's like holding up the woman and he's like, I'm gonna eat you. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, No, I'm not. And then he's like, Yes, I am. And then he literally just eats the guy. Yeah. I was like, What the fuck is this? Yeah. It's there's, there's <laughs> the, the, what 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 is happening? I loved that Tom Hardy had the the balls to after changing back into Tom Hardy to be licking his lips. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a Tom Hardy decision. To- that was a Tom Hardy choice, yeah. It was a choice like, he made. he didn't need to do that. The CGI mm. could have just been like, hey, Venom eats this thing. Tom Hardy's not that all right with it. No, he's like, I'm full on going for this. Yeah. I am a literal cannibal mm-hmm. now. And yet I'm the protagonist of this film. Yeah, I'm the hero of this film. <laughs> so I really... I'm this really- film series. Yeah. I would like to see a sequel in which, so Tom Hardy is, Eddie Brock, he's eating people. Mm -hmm. He's eating like full-grown adults. Mm -hmm. He's a human being. If Eddie Brock is eating human beings, then are they going into his digestive system or Venom's digestive system? I think both. But like, it depends when he transforms back into Tom Hardy. Mm. Because at the end he transformed back to Tom Hardy just a little bit too soon. Yeah. So I reckon that yeah, Tom Hardy's got maybe like a foot to to. This is what I was thinking. To, if, to, if, to he's, if he's Venom's eating like if he's eating like an entire human, mm. like so I'm thinking like oh, like, so Tom Hardy gets fat. Yeah, I'm thinking he's got super fat. Right. Like the sick boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Venom is like what like seven foot tall or yeah. something. So. Tom Hardy takes that mass, mm-hmm. but with Tom Hardy's height. Yes. Great. Because also, I feel like Tom Hardy's not actually that tall. No, I don't think he is. No, he's one of those stars that is like five foot two or something. Yeah. But films make him look seven foot eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that works. Um, out of ten. 
I, well, I feel like I gave it a really low mark, like a four or a five, but mm-hmm. I definitely think I should up it. I feel like I was too hard on this film because this film was a hoot. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon I probably gave this a five. I'm going to up it to a seven. Yeah, same. Because just talking about this, is, it's been really enjoyable. It's, I, I, yeah, I'm now a big fan of this film. I can reveal we both gave it a four. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely need to up it to at least a six or seven. Mm. Yeah. And this film does not deserve it. No, we, we were too hard. I don't know why we were so harsh on this film. This was great. No, 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 sorry. I'm saying it does not deserve that good a rating. No, it doesn't, but it was fun. Of the film that it was and the effort that went, that went into it, it does not deserve it, but it gets it. Yeah. I mean, compared to some of the real shit, mm. there's been so many boring films, like compared to some of the boring shit that we'll mm-hmm. get to. Yeah. And that we've also already been at. Yeah. I feel like this film deserves better. Um, okay, what's next? Next is Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, great. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, obviously I've been looking forward to this film because I saw Hotel Artemis thinking it was this, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't, and so I was like, oh, Bad Times at the El Royale can't come soon enough. And so I had to sit through all kinds of crap like Predator and Venom, mm. and finally this happened, and it was not a disappointment. I really liked this. One bit. The trailer made me think, okay, this film is going to be ridiculous and it's going to take it to levels that this trailer hasn't quite revealed. Mm-hmm. And boy, did it deliver. It, this film so delivered. Mm. It really showed me that Chris Hemsworth can play any character he wants. Sure. Chris Hemsworth was the... The height of this movie, and despite the fact, for me at least, despite the fact that uh, he's not in it for the first two thirds of the movie, mm-hmm. doesn't damage the movie at all. No, because the first two thirds are still really interesting. I'm annoyed that this film has not had any Oscar attention whatsoever. This film is doing a lot. This the act. I feel like this, this is such a well acted film. I feel like Jeff Bridges and Cynthia and Revo should both be in the... Comp- they're not. Nobody's mm-hmm. nominated them for anything. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be in the Oscar race this year. They Absolutely. are both fantastic. They are both doing... They're, they're both playing perfect roles mm-hmm. for each of their for yeah. each of their acting abilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this was just a really, really good film. Um, is this an original story or based on anything? I think it's original. Okay. Original screenplay, do you reckon? Or is that a bit ambitious? I don't think it will, but I think it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. This film is... I feel this film is going to be so underrated because nobody saw, nobody went to see it. Mm. It was a massive flop. Mm. And that is so unfair because it is fantastic. Yeah. I really liked this. Yes. This film was... Probably the most underrated film of this year, I would say. I think I agree. Yeah. Um, this film was complete craziness. Yeah. I'm so glad we saw this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> we could so easily have missed this. Yeah. Were you actually that into it before seeing it? Or no, I think it was like a quiet week. Well, no, I was in, were you particularly looking forward to this film or was it something no, exactly. that was like, hey, John, we're going to go watch this? No, I think you forced us to watch this. Okay. And I'm so glad you did because yeah. this was easily one of the best films I've seen this year. And mm. I could so easily have not seen it and mm-hmm. would have just ignored it. Same. Yeah. This film was fantastic mm. it was really good mm-hmm. yeah so the plot of this is that it's set in a hotel mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in america in like the 60s maybe yeah it, it, it's on the it's on the border of two states i think it is it nevada and oklahoma something like that yeah or something like that. i'm, I'm not yeah. fully sure those two states may not even 
border. I'm... Yeah, this this isn't that a film that's sure. grounded in a lot of reality. Yeah. But the characters all turn up at this hotel, all of them with their own kind of motives for being there, mm. basically. Jeff Bridges is there because his brother and him robbed a bank and they hid the money there and then his like decades ago decades ago and he went to his prison his brother Ron Swanson yeah his, his brother being Ron Swanson mm. exactly yeah and f- as the film goes on all the characters most real motivations become they come to light mm-hmm. and Chris Hemsworth comes in with his abs and just causes all kinds of shit <laughs> he does <sighs> oh, I, just I like how this film just builds and builds and builds mm-hmm. like it turns out that um, that yeah, John Hamm is like a spy mm-hmm. or something. He's working for the FBI, and then he's very quickly just murdered. Yeah, and then Jeff Bridges turns out is a bank robber posing as like a reverend or something. Oh, his his character was so interesting, <laughs> so much going so on. good, and like okay, that's new. That's mm-hmm. that's something else. Cynthia in Revo in Revo is literally the only person who is what she says she is. Yeah. And then there's there's another girl there who... Dakota Johnson? Yes. Who's there with her sister? Yes. Who, wait, one of them is tied up. I forgot who. Uh, is the is sister it? is tied up, yeah. Yeah, she's there. And she's got her sister tied up in a hotel room. And so that's a bit of a, that's, that's a, bit of a twist right there. Well, mm-hmm. it's a girl, and then it turns out to be her sister. And so it's all just building these different levels to the film of ridiculousness and then all of a sudden as we all saw from the trailers and we all so looked forward to from the trailers Chris Hemsworth turns up and steals the show yeah. and the fact that he steals the show from a film that's got all this going for it mm-hmm. that's got this incredible cast of people doing incredible things that they've not all done before in their acting careers yeah. and Hemsworth comes in and just owns the film even though he's in it for all of what 10 minutes yeah it's outstanding I it's agree probably his best performance I would yeah he, this is a real showcase for him mm. definitely yeah. he can play psychopath quite well yeah he should he should, he should do that more yes I really feel he, like he, he does comedy very well him and Ghostbusters was yeah. very very good yeah I imagine his Men in Black is going to be quite good too yeah I really feel not like not a patch on this however no I think I've not seen Thor Ragnarok, but I feel like Thor Ragnarok has opened up a whole new career for him. Mm. Where people are like, oh my god, he's not just a sexy six-pack, he's also legitimately funny. Yes. And really entertaining. Yes. Symphony and Revo, I can't believe she's not being like Oscar-nominated. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That speech she gives <clears throat> when Chris Hemsworth is like, I'm going to kill you. And she's mm-hmm. like, she just talks him down she's just like I'd rather listen to the rain yeah. she's like I've spent my entire life listening to like boring white people telling us yeah. <laughs> she's so unbelievable and the scene you say that like she's the character who's the most what you think she is but the the, mo- the part of the movie that made me jump the most is when she smashes Jeff Bridges over the face with the <sighs> yeah. glass yeah oh my god yeah yes I loved it I just loved this film mm-hmm. I cannot wait to watch it again mm. it was outstanding mm-hmm. This is the most underrated film of the year. It absolutely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So far, I don't think there's anything else mm-hmm. afterwards on, on our list today in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this was great. What would you rate it then? I think I gave it an 8. 
give it an eight. How? I think I'd give it a nine. Yeah, I think I'd now give it a nine. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've taught myself this, into a nine. This film has absolutely grown on it me. It is so good, and I cannot wait to see it again. Yes, I, I, I will give this. Oh, I don't know. I reckon I gave it a nine. It's may, not a may, ten. May, may, maybe an eight. It's. I don't know, John. It's. It's not a 10. It's good, but it's not 10 good. It's getting close. Well, if I gave Skyscraper a 10 for being a film that couldn't be made Well, better, I question your decision to well, make no, Skyscraper no, 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 a 10. No, no, not, not because Skyscraper is a better or worse film than this. Sure. But for the film it was trying to be, it was perfect. Okay, fine, yeah. Same as Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I can't see how it can be better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it could have been written better. It couldn't have been acted better. Sure. It couldn't have been shot better. <laughs> it like it, it looked fantastic. We didn't mention that. It looked it fantastic yeah. as well. I was just thinking... The really, set yeah. design on this film mm-hmm. actually really stood it, out. Yeah, me. it was a... I love, I love a self-contained film that's on a small set. Mm. I love... Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's very close. I don't know why I'm resisting giving it a 10 right now. Well, it was it was quite long. Was it? It was like two. It was like over two and a half hours. I don't remember it feeling long. No, it didn't feel long because it was very engaging. Mm. Yeah. Fuck it. It's a ten. It's a ten. Okay, I'm keeping it at a nine, but I okay. really liked it. What did we give it? We both gave it an eight. Did we? Yeah. How dare us? I feel like we should give it better. Yeah. This this was slept on. This film was super slept on. Mm. Next one. Yep. First man. Well, that is a well, from big me. jump. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this movie. That's a big jump for Beyond the Box set. <laughs> a small jump for films. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to do something there. Maybe yeah. the wrong way around. Mm-hmm. This film was absolute shit. I was expecting so much from it, and it delivered nothing. Do you know what? I have been so angered by this film. Because <laughs> not only was it shit and boring, mm. but since watching it, like, because I'm on, like, I follow a lot of, like, film critics on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. So many people have been, like, because basically this film came out and it bombed. It made no money. Yeah. And then it's not been nominated for a lot of, as many awards as people thought it would be. Mm. So many people have been, like, oh, my God, this film has been so slept on. This is a, this is a, a modern masterpiece. Mm-hmm. People have been, like, this film should have been nominated for all the Oscars. People are stupid for not nominating this film. In what world? And I'm, like, No. This film is fucking boring. Yeah. I hated this. I hated it. It baffles me that somebody can take a story... No, not even somebody. That Damien Chazelle from La La Land and Whiplash... But, I mean, to be th- fair... Th- are, are arguable films as, as, as to their quality or whether you like them. Yeah, yeah, sure. But they are both very well-made films. Sure, okay. Especially Whiplash. Mm-hmm. It's... It, it, it's a brilliant film. Okay. The fact that somebody who is as experienced and good as that mm-hmm. can make one of the the most, the literally most exciting stories in human history, mm. like for so many different reasons, and make one of the most boring films that there's ever been. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. There's so many angles they could have taken on this story. So many. They could have just done your basic story of the Apollo missions. Mm-hmm. They could have done your basic story of NASA. Yeah. They could have done just a basic story of just Apollo 11. Or anything that's interesting. They could have done 
something about well they touched on it the politics of the piece yeah of how yeah the white people are going to land on the moon i would love to see that film and then i would love this, to see and that there's film. all this yeah. other shit going on yeah. in the world and they they did nothing with it they picked the most boring thing they could have done i'm told they kept it true to the character because apparently neil armstrong was quite I think reserved is probably the quite the, the best word here. Yeah, but um, that annoyed me a bit. A bit boring and everything. Yeah. And okay, fine. You you, you did it accurately mm-hmm. to you know to, to honor the, what what Neil Armstrong who Neil Armstrong was mm-hmm. and how he behaved and everything like that. But if he's known for being boring and withdrawn, well, don't make a film about that. Yeah. I'm so Be- angry because even as boring and withdrawn characters go. For example, Daniel Day Lewis's character in Phantom Thread. Sure, but that was his. He was interesting because he was boring and also kinky. Yes, and I can see how they made that an interesting film. Yeah, it wasn't for me, but but for somebody, yeah. Yeah, this one, this was just nothing. I am so angry about this film. Mm. It was so uncinematic. Because now it also means that any of the stories that I've just mentioned, they can't be. They're done. never going to be told. Yeah, and well, well not for 10, not for a long time. Ten, yeah. fifteen yeah, years. Yeah. Mm. Um, without without them being made and somebody saying, oh, didn't we just have this? Because we had yeah, this movie. With yeah. Fun I don't Gosling. understand what people are seeing in this film. <clears throat> it was so fucking dull. Mm. I, I just don't get it. I do not understand at all why people liked this film. It actually makes me angry. And I've not been as angry as I was for the past minute for a long time. No, same. Like, this film made me angry too. Mm. Like It could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I do not know what I will do if this film wins an Oscar. No, I don't think if it, will. it wins like a, a best picture. Oscar it's or not going to win best picture. A technical or something? I'll let that slide. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, maybe, I think... maybe it was alright, but anything story-wise. Yeah. No, it's been really weird. I've been following so many like accounts that are like big Oscar following mm. Twitter accounts, and they're all like Widows and First Man, both like modern masterpieces that deserve all the Oscars, and it's just everyone's stupid. I'm like. They were both boring films. Mm. They were both boring. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Widows. I don't think it's an Oscar winner. It's Widows is much better than First Man. Don't but get me First wrong, Man yeah. is... No. That, that's surely a wake-up call for a lot of people. It must be. Mm-hmm. The people at the studio who thought this film is exciting. The writers who thought this film is yeah is a great film. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Exciting is the wrong word. Films that need to be exciting to be great. This wasn't great. This was nowhere near great. They missed the mark so heavily. They, yeah. And with a story that everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows that we sent somebody to the moon. Mm. Not everybody knows the story of Apollo 13. Yeah. Not everybody knows the story of a lot of the story arcs that were missed from this. For example, Apollo 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Apollo... Yes. Apollo, yeah, Apollo 8, where that was the first one they... Uh, orbited the moon, mm-hmm. which is a big, big plot point they missed from this movie. But Neil Armstrong landing on the moon, everybody knows it, and they made this so incredibly boring. And it wasn't a short film either. Oh God, it felt endless. It felt endlessly long. <laughs> it did. The guy next to me literally fell asleep. <laughs> was that me? No, no, I, was, I didn't see you. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so thoughts from the parents. Mm. Oh my god, this film. The film that made me the most angry this year, probably. 
This or Predator. I mean, obviously, it's better than Predator. Oh, but for, for different, but for different reasons. For yeah. me, it's this by a long way. Yeah, the most disappointing film of the year. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm definitely currently rating this a zero. Oh, really? I'm, wow. I'm not sure what I gave it. You gave it more than a zero. A one. Then I gave it a one. Surely. You gave it a three. I gave it a five. Oh, it deserves a lot less than that. Okay. I'm passionately you, against this film. Okay. No, that's true. I, I would bring it down to a three. Okay. I'm sticking with a zero. You're, you're bringing it down to zero. Cool. Yeah. Okay. No, I I may rewatch this film, but only for self-gratification. Yeah. Just to be like, yeah, this is It's as bad was, as I thought it yes, was. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. That's it. And I'll be honest, I will never pay any money towards this film. No, nor should you. In any way. Yeah. I will not support this. No. It's bad. It was very bad. I agree with you. All right. It's half four. What are we doing? <laughs> Uh, next <laughs> is A Star Is Born. <sighs> a Star Is Born. Oh, sorry. I need a, a minute to change emotions here. Okay, you um, take your time. This film was... It was all right. It was fine. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to get more excited by this by the more I talk about it. I think I quite enjoyed this film. Yeah. Um, more than I expected to. Because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of comparison to Bohemian Rhapsody. And I know I'm one of a lot of people who've done the same. Sure. Just because they came out at... The same time. Well, that's coming up next. And yeah, yeah, they're both quite musical films. Mm -hmm. This was very Oscar baity. This film was made purely to win Oscars. Yeah. Such an Oscar film. It's the La La Land of its year. It is absolutely, yeah. Lady Gaga was fine Mm -hmm. in it. Bradley Cooper, I will be extremely surprised if he does not win Best Actor for this. Yeah, he was outstanding. Yeah. I feel like he's, he's deserved it over recent performances like he's done very well in recent performances but in each of those it's not been unjustified that he's not won no absolutely yeah like he, he he's never deserved to win mm-hmm. um, over he, whoever won yeah exactly yeah this one I'm very interested to see if anybody can beat him yeah I'm looking forward to that role basically because this was outstanding yeah basically it's between him and Rami Malek for best actor Rami Malek is a solid choice as well mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to this movie we'll do it now I don't know yeah. um, I will be quite angry if he doesn't get a best pick, a best actor nomination he'll be nominated but do you think he deserves to win over Bradley it's Cooper difficult but I think Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper yeah mm. what about you what do you think well I really enjoyed the first half of this movie mm-hmm. and then the second half I thought was pretty terrible Terrible. Well, not terrible. It wasn't like 0 out of 10. It was just, it was a big drop off compared to the first. The first half felt was exciting and so emotional. And there were a couple of genuinely iconic scenes. And then the second half, it just took a big, it just felt really dated. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff around him committing suicide and stuff mm-hmm. just felt out of date and mishandled. But the first half was so good that I could get. How so? Because. I don't know, I just feel like using suicide as a plot device is really... It's been done. It was. It felt insensitive. Well, it's been done in the three versions of this In the three versions of the Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that, that, that's the plot. And if, if you're going to remake a film, there's only so much plot that you can rewrite. What do you do in that scenario? I just feel like it could have been, been done more sensitively. It was just a bit... It felt, it felt icky. I, I don't know, it just, it just felt icky. The whole thing about 
him being like talked into committing suicide. Oh, I was going to ask, how did he die in the previous films? In all of them, he commits suicide. Well, in well, commits suicide just of his own accord, as opposed to from somebody else's motivation. Yeah, basically, he. I think he drowns himself in the Judy Garland one, and in the Barbara Streisand one, he's he's driving and he basically has a car. He he gets really drunk and he drives. He he basically drives and has a car accident and dies. But he's got himself so drunk that it's basically suicide. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, none of them handle it particularly well. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. It was just more like. The first half of the film felt very modern and fresh, and, you know, the second half of it felt like... It was too beholden to the previous versions of the film. I don't know. I I kind of agree in that the first half was a lot better than the second half, Mm because the first half, it lent heavily into the the music written for the film. Yeah. Which was a definite high point. Yeah. Not necessarily the the shallow song that uh, that is, I, I, I guess, the... The single that they're promoting. Yes. I'm well, not, personally, I'm not a fan of that. I've only heard it actually the once while watching the film. I've not okay. actually. Heard, I don't listen to the radio, so I've not heard sure. it that much. But all the other little little bits that you hear, like half a song of what Bradley Cooper's doing. Yeah. I really enjoyed that stuff. That man has got a voice. He's a great singer. Yeah. And that is a big surprise to me. Yeah. Lady Gaga's stuff. Her character is way more interesting in the first half, where she's not very confident. Yeah. And then as soon as she becomes confident and becomes Lady Gaga, it's just not interesting anymore yeah. at all because it doesn't honour the journey that she took in the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, she just suddenly turns into exactly Lady Gaga without the the background that her character Ali has. Is mm-hmm. it Ali? Ali, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I think that Shallow, the song that they sing together, mm. is the iconic moment in the movie. Oh, absolutely, yeah. When he drags her on stage and she sings and she does, you know, because she's got this amazing voice. Mm. That's the, the clip that everyone's going to play. Definitely, that is the yes. moment for the movie. Yes. But yeah, after that, the film does take a downwards turn, certainly, until it gets emotional at the end when he kills himself. Yeah. Which, personally, I don't really think was intensive. I, I I don't think it was offensive. I just think it was weird. Mm. I don't know. It just felt very dated. Dated really isn't the word that I'd choose. I don't feel it was appropriate to have a villain yeah. in this. This film didn't seem like it needed a villain. Yeah, true. The the, the evil British guy telling him to kill himself felt yeah. very out of date. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think you're right. Probably insensitive is, is, is the right way to describe it because it mm. could have been a lot... It could have had a, lot, a much stronger message Yeah. if it was just like... Hey, this guy's depressed. Yeah, he's and, struggling with something. Yeah, and he's built his way all the way up to suicide, and this is this is how that goes. Yeah, as opposed to oh, yeah, someone's been really mean to him, and he feels bad now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That that's exactly how I felt about it. It just yeah. needed more justification for why he yeah. reached that point, that low point in his life. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what would you do for a sequel? Oh my, that's a bloody tough. One. Would you remake it again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after Lady Gaga, who else could play, who else would play that role? Beyonce. No, because she was going to. We play talked about her. this. Beyonce yeah. can't play somebody. She who's, can't be who's, who's, who's bad. Who's not very confident and. No. Um, Beyonce but, is um, pure but, confidence. Potentially ugly. Yes. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um. I guess. Perhaps. No. What if you do it with somebody who? Make make it a bit of a comedy, a piss take of of a star is born. Okay. Make it somebody who thinks that they really can't sing. Okay. But then they've got a Bradley Cooper type, 
who really thinks they can sing. Okay. The joke is they can't sing. Oh, I see. So it's like Jerry Halliwell or someone. Sure. Yeah? Yeah, Jerry Halliwell. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of Bradley Cooper, Tom Cruise. Interesting. Yeah, so Tom Cruise is Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks of himself as like a super successful musician. Sure. He's not. Right. He's absolutely not. He's playing events way smaller than even the drag bar that we see at the start. Okay. And, uh, yeah, then Jerry Halliwell thinks that she can sing. No, sorry, doesn't think that she can sing. Tom Cruise thinks she Tells does. Tells that she can, yeah. Um, so then she does think she she can. She can't. Right. She can't even sing as good as Tom Cruise. Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never heard him sing. So. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure he has. I'm sure he can sing. Yeah. Um, not sure he can. But I'm sure, sure he, he believes can. he can. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I reckon that the film goes from there. And, okay. um that could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's successful. Maybe she actually, at one point, actually gets together a crowd of, like, maybe even 10, 15 people. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That could be workable. Yeah. yeah, could be great. Cool. Like it. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, sorry. What did you rate the Star is Born? Oh, I think I gave it a seven. I stuck with a seven as well. I'd stick with that. Mm. Uh, let me check. Star is Born got two sevens, yeah. Two sevens. Lovely. Okay, yeah. Uh, next is Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, okay. Bohemian Rhapsody 9? <laughs> nah, nine, yeah. Straight, I enjoyed Straight this. off the bat. I know we, we, we're doing that later, but like, yeah. Um, I had a good time with this film. I had a really good time with this movie, and the more time I spent away from it, the more I've loved it. Yes. This was so much fun yeah this is exactly what this movie should have been yeah i agree people have misunderstood what this movie should have been Mm. people have been so critical of this film and i think this film absolutely got it right in terms of what freddie mercury would want his own legacy to be yeah so So, much so some of the acting in this could have been could have have been a tad better oh um, absolutely the, the rest of the band mm-hmm. Rami Malek was outstanding and like we've already said definitely deserves a nomination yes um, if not potentially a win but you know yeah. we'll see I think he'll be nominated I don't think he'll win yeah. uh, I agree but this film was just so much fun it was I left and this with a smile on my heart face yeah. It is as far as I'm aware I'm sure there's bigger Queen fans out there but this film perfectly encapsulated what Queen is to me yeah. it's just great fun mm-hmm I loved how the film really pushed through the different eras that happened in their story. Mm-hmm. Of them like starting off with their first record, Killer Queen, their first major record, mm-hmm. getting into Bohemian Rhapsody, and all the other hits that came from it, little stories that happened. Yet, I, I, you've already said in the past how it's clearly uh, written, or at least by he- the heavily produced Queen, by yeah. Yeah, the other members it's of like, Queen. We wrote them too, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing towards this film. No. For me, it's just another little bit of fun. I mean, I'm not saying anything's not true, no. but it's just fun to see, like, oh, yeah, this was actually written by me. <laughs> um, and it was actually better performed when, like, um, what was his face? Not Freddie, before uh, sung it instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think certain people thought this film was going to be a really, like, serious, depressing biopic mm. and actually it's like a crowd pleasing like, fun film for a minute it nearly was yeah it starts off you see freddie mercury dying yeah. in bed and just like, that's not what this film should have been no it, it it's weird they included that scene at all indeed yeah because it was a very very short and quick scene and it was mm. like 
okay, this is how they're bookending the movie. Mm-hmm. But the film doesn't finish with him dying. No, nor should it's, it. No, certainly. And it's it's nowhere near that. Like, yeah, they build in the AIDS storyline to this, mm-hmm. um, as they absolutely should, even yeah. if they tell it in the wrong chronological order. Mm-hmm. But, like, this film ends so well. Oh, it definitely does, yeah. Like, so well, in fact, that it brought a tear to my eye when I watched it in the cinema, just because... That Live Aid performance was brilliant. It really, yeah, I agree. It absolutely was, yeah. That's one of the one of the ways in which this film couldn't have been better. The fact that they didn't just do Beaming Rhapsody or Live Aid, that they went on to do, like, two or three other tracks as well. Yeah. Like, not even well-known ones. Yeah, like exactly, yeah. Hammer to Fall or whatever it's called. I don't know. I mean, I I I remember the Live Aid performance. I don't remember what the track's called. It's not on their best of album. No, yeah, no. And yet I'm they, so and yet pleased they included it in both yeah. people Live got, Aid and then this film. Yeah, people got really angry that this film ended with that. This film like mixed the timeline and had his HIV diagnosis and then had the Live Aid thing. I don't know what people wanted. No, <laughs> it was so right to end it at Live Aid. It was so. It yeah. was absolutely the right choice to make. And it would have been incredibly wrong to. Not to, mention to, his AIDS. Exactly, yeah. But also, it would have been really wrong to mention it and then make that the end of the film. Yeah. Because that would have been so depressing. Yes, it would. And that's not what Queen yeah. or Freddie Mercury... Exactly. Freddie Mercury kept his disease hidden to his death for a reason, and, and people have to respect that. Mm. And I think this film did a really good job of respecting who he was and what he wanted to represent and how talented he was. Mm-hmm. I think this film celebrates Freddie Mercury's life and his talents in a way that he would mm. appreciate. I don't think he would want a film that was about a sad, sad, depressing film about him dying of AIDS. Yeah. That would be horrible. And also, this film very well celebrates his flaws. Yeah, absolutely. Which is brilliant and not that common to see in films yeah. like this. Um, I'm very interested to see what the uh, the Elton John movie is going to be like. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as good. I Absolutely not. No. Yeah. This, this film was, was brilliant. I loved this. So. How would you rate it out of 10? I'd give this an 8. Before we get to the more difficult question. Um, I'm going to give this a 9. But uh, again, I'm feeling very generous. Okay, yeah. I, I, I could give it more, but I'm, I'm going to stop at a 9. Stop at a 9, yeah. I think um, that's fair, yeah. But my God, am I lo- looking forward to rewatching this. Yeah, I've I, I recommended this heartily to like a lot of people. Mm. I'm like, this is a very good film. Yes. It's... it. It's yeah. going to be so good to, yeah. to watch again. Mm-hmm. So, that difficult question. Sequel? Yeah. I mean, he's dead, so... <laughs> what do you do? Five? The, the rest of Queen... Five? Okay. <laughs> Bloody hell. Do you remember that? You... We, we went different directions there. You know, the ba- you know what I'm talking about there, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, maybe if you could do a film in a similar, very similar style, but just pick somebody else. Okay. George Michael, for example. That'd be good, yeah. Because like, I don't know much about him and I would love to learn more. Like a, but, cin- a, a, like a, ver- a film about his life. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure that he's had quite an exciting life as well. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's abso- He's really lived, yeah. Yeah, great. I, 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 that would I, be a great film. I would love to see At that. some point that will happen. Yeah. There will definitely be a great George Michael movie at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would that be what it's called? Great George Michael movie? <laughs> it would probably just great George Michael. Or? It would probably be called Club Tropicana or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, of course it would. Um, uh, no, Careless Whisper maybe. It's, it's, it would be called Careless. Whisper. It, careless yes, yeah. Careless Whisper. Careless yeah. Tropicana. No. No, 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 no. Careless Whisper. Yeah. Next is 
Widows. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I was looking forward to this film for months in advance. A long time. Yeah. So have you. Did it deliver? No. It was close, though, right? It was fine. For me, it was close to delivering. It was close. I feel like this... This is another one that a lot of people... Because it came out, Mm. and like there was so much hype around it, and then it came out, and it was like, wah, wah. And then it didn't really hit... And then it didn't get nominated for a lot of awards. Mm. And then now people are being like rosed into the glasses about it. A lot of people are saying like, oh, this film was robbed. People, It's so stupid that people are ignoring this film. And I'm like, actually, it wasn't very good though. It, yeah. It, it wasn't robbed of anything. It no. Was, it was very average. It was just fine. Yeah. It was miles better than Ocean's 8. It was oh, 100%. As, as we said in our review. I mean, that's a low bar. But this yes. is how a heist movie works. Yeah. And an outstanding cast, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was completely sold on Viola Davis's performance yes. in the trailer, saying, "I don't think we've got the balls to pull this off." Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. That that, 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 that alone that, was, that was worth the price of admission. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the film really did build towards that. Mm-hmm. It didn't shy away from that line. Absolutely, yeah. It like the scene I think ended after that. It was a long scene. It was just getting more and more heated up, and then she said that line, yeah. and that was it. Yes. It was fine. It had an all right plot, a tad too convoluted. Yeah, I'd agree, yeah. Had a side plot, didn't quite need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this film was overly written. That's the main problem this film had. Mm. As I said in a review, this film would have scored another two or three points on our rating here mm-hmm. um, if it had followed through with a twist, which I was really looking forward to mm-hmm. at the very, very end. Where Viola Davis, is, she's in the warehouse, she's counting the money or whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, her supposedly dead husband, Liam Neeson, turns up. And we've already seen the reveal halfway through the film that he's still alive. But he turns up at the end. She turns around and sees him. She's not surprised mm-hmm. yeah. um, for, for reasons. And I was really, really hoping that he was going to be like, so did he do it then? Yeah. And she'd be like, yes, I did. And like she, she gets the whole message. Or the two of them were in cahoots the whole time. She knew he was going to fake his death, and so she was going to have to pretend to put this whole heist together to steal an extra three million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. And then the two of them just drive off into the wild with five million dollars total, leaving her three female uh, colleagues just in the shit. In the absolute yeah. shit. That would be and, a and, great. Ending. That would have been amazing if Viola Davis was the villain the whole time yeah. and she gets away with it. She's in cahoots with Liam Neeson, who's also a villain, which is not that common. Mm. And that would have surprised the audience. It would have been brilliant. And this film, it doesn't try to add any sequels to anything, but it's not saying that it like, like that, that it couldn't. Like I could see this cast coming back. Oh yeah! If this film had done better, mm-hmm. I could see this cast coming back and doing another film together. Absolutely, absolutely. As it stands, for the quality of this film, that's not going to happen. No. If that twist had happened, that would have very much sealed it, and as just like, no, this is very much a singular film. Yeah. And this is going to be great. And if that twist had happened, this film would have justifiedly had some Oscar buzz around it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. As it stands now, because it didn't have the balls to pull that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't. You're right. Good call. Um, because it didn't have the balls to pull it off. It's not going to get anything no. at all. 
It's a shame. It's a, a this film felt like a missed opportunity to me. Mm. Yeah, big time. I really was so primed to love it. I was so ready to love this film, mm-hmm. and I was disappointed that I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't bad. You're right. It wasn't a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a disappointment, but it wasn't like a bad film. But it was just, it just didn't go there for me. Mm-hmm. It just didn't hit those heights, and it so easily could have done. You're right. It really needed to be darker and more twisted and more focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you do for a sequel then? What you said. Make it that Viola Davis and Liam Neeson were in cahoots the whole time. See, that's difficult to pull off now because... It's wo- tougher to now she's just shot him in the head, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot that. Um, I, I, I meant that just it's difficult to pull off this film ended with not doing that. Yeah. It could have, like, if, if they had have done that, mm-hmm. then you could have a film of those two just being the villains doing, sure. doing a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be great. It would be great. However, that can't be done. So, I mean, you could, you could have her, like, trying to pull off some other kind of heist, but it's not interesting if you don't have the personal connection. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's not quite the personal connection, but her personal connection to her husband yes. is, is gone now, mm. forever. Yeah. So, what more can you do other than she remarries and her new husband is also a criminal. Yeah. I don't know. That would be fun. Yeah, I can see that. It would, but it's it it's very much just like oh Yeah, I feel like this, this this film wrote itself into a corner that I didn't want it to go down. You know? It did, it did. Yeah. Ugh, anyway. What do you think you gave it? Um I reckon I gave it a seven, but in hindsight it should be a six maximum. Uh Widows got a Two sevens. Mm. Yeah, so two sixes, would you say? Yeah, yeah well, cool. yeah, fuck what you're saying. Okay. Fantastic Beasts, The Crowns of Grindelwald. Oh, no. Oh, this year is not going well. This was bad. Johnny Depp is a bad choice, a very bad choice for this role. He is not charismatic. No. And a villain needs to be charismatic. As I may have said previously, Colin Farrell would have been a much better choice. Yes. Rather than have Colin Farrell actually be Johnny Depp the whole time. Yeah. Which doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... The film's crap. It was... Yeah, we've talked about this at length. This this film was just poor. Yeah. It was a poor, poor film. It was difficult to sit through, which is a shame, because Harry Potter is one of my favourite series of all time. Mm-hmm. And this is only part two of five... I was so mad when I learned that there were going to be three more of these. Three more. I was so angry. Yeah. If it was one more, it would be Yeah, I'd be like, like great, cool. All right, you can close yeah. it off and yeah. then just be done with but that part three, of the universe. Three. Three more. What? Who's who's asking for that? Who wants that? <sighs> I don't know. Well, Warner Brothers have made a very bad decision here. So they've realised Harry Potter is successful. The Wizarding yes. World is a popular thing that people like. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Yeah. That still is true today. Fantastic Beasts is not the best way to go with that. No. It's not the wrong way to go with it. Mm-hmm. For five films, it is the wrong way. Sure. For three films, that's all right. No. Yeah. Yeah, three or less. They need to do something else with the world. They just need to stop letting J.K. Rowling write this with no one editing her. It's quite possible that J.K. Rowling is actually not good at writing uh, screenplays. No, I agree. She's a good novelist, but mm. writing books and writing screenplays, is they are two very different talents. Mm-hmm. It's like asking a ballet dancer to do, like, contemporary tap, modern tap, tap dancing. Yeah, it's just, it's just two different skills. It's nothing against her. Mm. She's great at what she does, but mm-hmm. this is not her strong point. And yeah. she needs to recognise that, I think. Yes. Because this film was 
so confusing. Mm-hmm. We we talked about it on the Beyond the Beyond the Box episode recently. It was like there was so much backstory in this film. Mm. It's like going back to what we were talking about earlier, Immortal Legends. Mm-hmm. It was like there was so much backstory happening, and it was like just just give me a give me some fun, give give me a plot that I can follow. It just yeah, it was it was too much. It was too much. I know she should still absolutely have like a a producer role. Yeah, she or, should or, be or something. She she should have final say on what the ca- happens to the characters because they're her characters, they're her Ab- stories. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. She owns this. Yeah, but she should not be in charge of the main script mm-hmm. for the, for these films. Absolutely. They need somebody in there to say, hey, JK, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong right now. Yeah. Like, the decisions you've made, they're good, and I'll do something similar. Yes. But that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, they've not got anything like that. It's it's George Lucas syndrome. It absolutely is George When Lucas he came syndrome. to the prequel trilogy, that was pretty much it. He had final say in everything. Nobody said no to him. Yeah. And that's why those films turned out the way they did. Yeah. This is what's happening here. I agree. Six. Six for... Oh, and as a sequel, Johnny Depp was Colin Farrell the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was using Polyjuice Potion. And now he's still trying to take over the world, but uh, Eddie Redmayne does manage to stop him somehow. I don't know. Oh, no. They managed to break that weird artifact that uh, Jude Law's got. Oh, yes. Um, so Jude Law can actually now go and fight Brindleworld. Okay. They have their fancy CGI battle. Sure. Nobody kills each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Jude Law does injure Grindelwald. Actually, you know what? Jude Law does injure Grindelwald to the extent that Grindelwald is now going to die. Okay. Slowly. Um, not slowly, but like over the course of a, a minute or two. Okay. They have a big emotional goodbye sequence. And maybe at that point, you then get a flashback okay. of their entire relationship. Oh, of the, the Grindelwald versus Dumbledore relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you can really build in the emotion and the love right there, and you can have you can have something that just built a lot of emotion into watching Grindelwald die on screen. Okay. Yes, sure. he's been a villain the whole time. Yeah, true. You need you need to then if humanize you feel, him a bit. But then yeah. if you feel sad that he's gone, mm-hmm. because then you see that Dumbledore's sad or whatever, and then uh, yeah, I think mm. that would be very good. I think that would yeah. I, I really feel like we need to see more of that. Mm. Definitely. Because currently the way they've written Johnny Depp's character is just full on evil. Yeah. For the sake of being evil. Yeah. And that's in, not entertaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cool. So you gave it f- four, I gave it three. Mm-hmm. Well, have I rated the up since... Uh, yeah. Then? Great. Are you sticking with that? Yeah, sure. Okay, next is Robin Hood. This film was crap. It was terrible again a risk of sounding like ross burton again uh <laughs> this film shouldn't have been made no this, this film was a, was ill-conceived from the start i'm really not against remakes no, sequels, no. reboots anything like that if they're done well this one was not done well no this was a mistake this yeah. should not have been made um it wasn't as bad as i'd liked mm, yeah um which again was a disappointment yeah but uh well it happened didn't it uh, ben Mendelssohn was the best thing in this. Sure, by a country mile. By a country mile. Even so, this was, like we've already said, Ben Mendelssohn is increasingly average in every one of his villain roles. Yeah. This was the lower end of that. He's definitely like, phoning the, in his villains at this point. This yeah. is the lower end of average. Yeah. 
I agree. And he was the and that was the best thing. I was so annoyed by this film mm-hmm. because it started with a voiceover from uh, Tim, Tim Minchin saying, "Forget everything you ever know about Robin Hood because this is the real story." And then it was just the same as all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Really?" Yes, this was very terrible. Yeah. Oh, I wish it was more of a train wreck. I really do. I know. Because it, 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 it was below the line of being an enjoyable movie without being a train yeah, wreck. It committed the ultimate sin of just being boring. Yeah. It was just a boring remake. Yeah. It was like a low-budget Guy Ritchie. Sub-Guy really Ritchie. Was. Yeah. Really was. And, ah, oh dear, like... They really want to get a sequel out of this. They did. This is another one that was setting up a franchise that's never going to happen. No. Never going to happen. No, clearly. It's very entertaining. Um, if you were to make a sequel to this, however... Oh, God. What would you do? Make it better? Robin Hood meets Fifty Shades of Grey. You want to make it a sex film? Yeah, well, it's Jamie Dornan, isn't it? So. True. Um, yeah. So Jamie Dornan is now the Sheriff of Nottingham, he which is, means yeah. he's essentially in charge. Mm-hmm. So... Dakota Fanning, is that right? She's not in this, but she could be. In Fifty She's Shades. in Fifty Shades, yeah. yeah. Um, so she is now Maid Marion's sister. Okay, great. Mm. Okay. And um, she gets with Jamie Dornan. I see. And then they get into the whole S&M thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And whatever else happens in Fifty Shades. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No idea. Great. Moving on. Okay. Uh, next up is oh, what do you think you gave Robin Hood? Ooh, I mean, this was a recent one. It so. was recent, but my memory's shit. I reckon I gave it a six. You, oh. gave, you gave it a two. Did I? Yeah. That feels way better. Yeah, we both gave it a two. <laughs> oh, why am I saying six? You've got you get. I know generous. I'm saying six because you're drunk. Yeah, I'm you... drunk and it's past five a.m. Yeah, you're being too generous. Mm. You're being far too generous. Okay. Okay. Next, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay, this one again. I'm very excited to watch again. Yeah, to to, to rewatch this one. I know I rated a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I don't know. It's. I think right now I would probably rate this a nine. Mm-hmm. But I think with a rewatch that could quite easily go back up to a ten again. Okay. To compare this to Infinity War, which is also rate, rated a ten. Infinity War has just been incredibly quotable for me and just great fun because I've rewatched it a fair few times and enjoyed it every single time. Sure, okay. Spider-Verse, I've not rewatched at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not even a second time at the cinema. So I can't really give quite the same fair rating. Yeah, sure. Into the Spider-Verse couldn't have been better. It was a me. good time. It was a very good time. Yeah. The voice work in it was great. The casting, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the animation in this like I hinted on earlier, is the absolute outstanding best animation film this year. Yeah. I could see why people might vote for Olive Dogs and the Oscars over this. They'd be wrong. Uh, they would absolutely be wrong. Mm-hmm. This film, it took animation to a new level. Yeah. I think a, a level that Pixar should be jealous. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen a film that felt visually inventive. And this mm-hmm. film was genuinely inventive. Mm. Yeah. There have been other films that have tried to imitate what comics can do. Yes. For example, the Eric Banner Hulk movie directed by Ang Lee. Yes. Uh, that one, it, it tried it in a way that just did like, hey, look, here's comic panels. Mm-hmm. Like, 
No. No. We, 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 we don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. This one, uh, it, it, it just did it so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much more I can say on this. If anybody's seen it or has seen the trailer, then you'll know what I'm talking about. This film is great. So I rated this a 10. I said that I might take it down to a 9. Talking it back to myself, I'm bringing that back up to a 10. You, you've talked yourself back into a 10. Yeah. Where are you? I think I'm at an 8. An 8? What about a sequel idea for it? Oh, God. Well, I feel like they're just going to continue in this vein because they hinted very heavily at a sequel at the end of the film. Mm. Just to have all those characters come back and open up more dimensions, even more Spider-Man. Just more hilarious Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What's next? Next is, we are very close to the end, uh, Mortal Engines. Oy. Okay, well, this film was a lot. And it was, was trying it? to be even more than that. Yes. And it did not do well for doing so. No. For, for, for trying so. The film could have been a lot, lot better if it was a lot, lot simpler. I agree. However, it, that's, that's not even slightly what it achieved. Mm-hmm. It became the most convoluted yet paper-thin film it could have been. Mm-hmm. And it's baffling how they managed to get there. I'm so confused how this film got made. Yeah. So confused, yeah. I'm also quite interested to know how long it was that this film took to make. Several from, years. From, like, yeah. the start of the writing process to the end of the of the reshoots and post-production uh, process. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Because it must have been ages. And how long must hundreds of people been like this is shit this is garbage this is clearly going to fail yeah i'd love to work worked on that movie yeah i, I would because you'd have so had, watch a documentary you about the, the shittest boss ever yeah <laughs> so what would you do for a sequel i would cancel the whole thing <laughs> i don't know I'm tired. Uh, really? <laughs> um, I think cancelling the whole thing is a damn fine idea. What did you and what would you rate this out of 10? I feel like I gave it like a 2. Mm-hmm. I feel like you gave it I'm pretty it. sure I gave it a 2. I would like to rate this a 0 if I could. You, you're downgrading to a 0. I'm aware that we only did this like this evening. Yeah. Uh, it was a 3 and a 1. You gave it a 1, I gave it a 3. Okay, cool. I'm downgrading to a zero if I can. Cool. Yeah, I know it was this evening that we did this, but I've taught myself The more you think about it, the less you like it. Well, it's not just that. The other films that I've talked about that I've given zeros to, it's like, they're better than this. Okay. Predator is better than this. Okay. Do you think? No, I think Predator was worse. Okay, well, maybe we're going to go through this. Yeah. Um, Final film of the year. Final film of 2018. Uh, Mary review, Pop- review Mary, still to come out. Mary Poppins returns. Yes, this was good fun. I, it was delightful. It, 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 it was just all right. Yeah, it certainly wasn't offensive. I didn't find it shameful to the brand of Mary Poppins. No, not at all. Not at all. I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't everything I hoped for, but it was everything I expected. Yes, because. Largely for me, none of the music was particularly memorable. No, yeah, it, I would it, say this it, was it, exactly it was what I expected. No here's more or less. Mary Poppins sounding music. Yeah, and here's all the songs you know, just subtly put into the score. Hundred yeah. percent. I did like, yeah. and as you've said, 
means that they're stuck in your head when you walk out of the cinema. Yeah. As even though they I walked out, yeah, I walked out of this film humming songs from the original Mary Poppins, not the film that I saw tonight. They clearly made a decision like, let's keep all the original music, but so that we're not shown to just be retreading old ground, let's actually not include any of the original music and just write new stuff. Yes. Yeah. Which I reckon was the right idea. Probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it worked out all right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. yeah. I'll rewatch this. I'm not... I'm not in a rush to rewatch it, yeah, but at same. some point I will watch it with a family member or someone's kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen. And when that happens, I will defend this film. Probably, yeah. Because I did like it, and I feel like a lot of people will not like this film. Yeah, because agreed. it's difficult to build a sequel to a film that's so beloved. And yeah. this film does not justify the sequel. It doesn't, but it doesn't, like make it seem like a huge catastrophe I feel like this mm. film is perfectly adequate yeah yeah. well like I can't show this film to Ross and be like see Disney can make good sequels no 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 this, this, it's not that film but you can show it to your nieces and they'll be like yay yeah colours exactly. and pretty songs yeah and 10 uh, I think I gave it like a 6 a 6 yeah no. I reckon maybe a 7 I don't know I think we're about to see how bad we are actually rating films when our numbers are completely off yeah it was literally like today we did this uh, oh 7 and an 8 you gave it an 8 I... <laughs> you've already downloaded from an 8 to a 6 wow <laughs> what did you say 5 I gave it a 7 yeah he... okay so all that remains is to discuss our final rankings okay are you ready Yep. So, the worst film we saw this year... No, 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 no. Go best first. No, no, you got to... The worst is way more exciting. Oh, so you want to start from the best and we'll build up to the worst? Well, I mean, don't go through every film. Are you going to go through every film? I'm going to go through every film, but quickly. We're not going to review them again. Okay. I I thought it was going to do, like, top five of of each. No, no, no. I'm going to... Do you want me to count from worst to best or best to worst? Can we do top five best and then top five worst? No, I think we should go from top to bottom. Because the, 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 I've got a method here. Okay, sure. You sound like you thought this through. Yeah, I have. Me. So do you want to go from the worst or to the... You're the boss? I'm going to go from the worst. Okay. So the worst film we saw this year... The worst film in the world. The film, Re- the film that had the lowest mark from us originally was The Predator. Yep. With a total score of 0.5. <laughs> that is low. That is low. Um, sorry, can, can you remind me what we actually scored that one? Well, I gave it zero, you gave it one. And I've now downgraded that to a zero, and I don't think so that you've changed even worse. yours. Yeah, so it's even worse. These it's are the a, original it, scores. It's so. a solid zero. Yeah. Like, the, the filmmakers shouldn't have tried. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should yeah. have been campaigning against it. Yes. <laughs> That's how bad it was. All right, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Next up, a tie with an average of two out of ten. Mortal Engines and Robin Hood. What of those two is worse than the other? Mortal Engines. So you think Robin Hood is better than Mortal Engines? Yeah, Robin Hood was pretty bad, but it was at least watchable. Mortal Engines, I wanted to leave. Okay, great. So Predator, Mortal Engines, Robin Hood. Next up, with an average of 2.5, is Tomb Raider. Yeah, sure. Yeah, terrible. Now we have three films with an average of 3.5. They are Red Sparrow, The Meg, and Fantastic Beasts. What order would you put those in? Mm. Red Sparrow, The Meg, Fantastic Beasts. Red Sparrow is the worst. Fantastic Beasts is number two and The Meg is number top. I would agree. Yes. Red Sparrow was upsetting. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts was just Really bad. boring. 
and the Meg was entertainingly shit. Yes. So I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have four films with an average of four. We have The Post, mm. Venom, mm-hmm. First Man, and Jurassic World. First Man Bottom. Yeah. Easily. Boring. Yeah, boring film. Um, Jurassic World... Oh, that's difficult. Jurassic World and The Post. Oh, I don't know. No, Jurassic World, I actively disliked. The Post, I only found boring. Yeah. And then, was it Venom? And Venom, I think we underrated. Yeah, yeah. We Ven- should have marked Venom higher. Yeah, Venom, Venom was good fun. Venom's up there. Cool. Okay, next average of five points was Darkest Hour. Just Darkest Hour. Just Darkest Hour, No, 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 no drawing, yeah. okay, great. No draws. Then we had three films... Because that's av- way lower than Venom. Yeah. <laughs> now we had a f- three films with an average of 5.5, which was Ocean's 8, mm. Crazy Witch Asians, and Phantom Fred. Mm. All these films better than Venom. <laughs> Mm. Okay, Ocean's so, 8 okay, so Crazy Rich Asians and Phantom Thread Phantom Thread at the bottom there okay. I think Ocean's 8 and then Crazy Rich Asians I'm going to disagree with you I'm going to put it Ocean's 8, Crazy Rich Asians and Phantom Thread really? well, I liked Phantom Thread okay. I, like a, I like a film about people who have weird sex but at least you're Crazy Rich Asians against, uh, above Ocean's 8 Yeah, That's, Ocean's 8 was poor at least we can agree on that one Yeah, two films with an average of 6 we had Ready Play One and Black Klansman. Black Klansman's above it. Yeah. But not not massively Not loads, so. but yeah. Saying that, Ready Player One should be lower than it is. Yeah, we overrated Ready Player One. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I definitely Black Klansman is the better film of those yeah. two. Cool. Uh, then we've, we've got three on 6.5. We have Call Me By Your Name, Isle of Dogs and Incredibles 2. Hmm. Um, Incredibles two, Call Me by Your Name, Incredible. Um, I love dogs. I would say Incredibles two, I love dogs, Call Me by Your Name. Okay. Yeah, I liked I, love, I liked yeah. Call Me by Your Name more. But okay. they're all a fair ranking to be the same. Yeah, I'd agree. They're very different films. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have six films with an average of ranking of seven. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that is our standard average. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is this is great. It's it's all right. It's, it, it, this it, was it, tolerable. Yeah. It, it, it's nothing special, but it didn't really put a foot wrong. Hundred percent. So with this score, we have downsizing, solo. Yeah, I know, <laughs> oh, I know, right? oh, never mind then. Downsizing, solo. Uh, leave no trace. Mission Impossible. Star is born. Widows. Wow. They are so not of the same quality. We were too wow. kind to some of those films. What has happened there? Yeah. Okay, again, tell me. Oh, I would put downsizing very much at the bottom. We overrated that film. Sorry, can you read the films out again? Downsizing, Solo, A Star Wars Story, mm. Leave No Trace, Mission Impossible, A Star Is Born, and Widows. Okay, well, so downsizing at the bottom. Downsizing is clearly the bottom. Yeah. Solo's not much above it. Yeah, I would agree with you. What's left? Leave No Trace, Mission Impossible, A Star Is Born, Widows. Mission Impossible, I think, then Leave yeah. No Trace... Widows and then a star is born. Bloody hell! This is. A, I would agree. This is a ve- really. With I a, would all, agree. All six. I would absolutely agree with that ranking. Okay, this is a difficult one. Now we're at, yeah, because now we're at How like the earth of those the same yeah. rating. I know. <laughs> okay, next with an average of seven point five, we have three films. We have three billboards, mm. Deadpool two, 
That's too high. And <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. What were we thinking? Whoa! And Bohemian Rhapsody. Sorry, 7.5 is this? 7.5, we have Widow. We have, sorry, we have three billboards outside of Evie, Missouri. Billboards 2. Deadpool 2, sorry. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Deadpool, three billboards, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody deserves to be a lot higher than that. I agree. Oh, I think Fear of Bubbles does as well, though. I think, yeah. I think Milo Mark dragged that film down. I imagine so. That bloody hell, that is... Yeah. So I'm going to put... I'm going to say Deadpool 2 last. Then I'd say Bohemian Rhapsody, then Fear of Bubbles. I think the quality of acting on Fear of Bubbles ranks it higher. Much mm. as I liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The acting in De- in uh, Fear Billboards was so good. Yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, I'll change around, I'll agree. Just because Three Billboards genuinely had a shout at winning Best Picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We now have seven films with an average of eight. Ugh. So we have Molly's Game, mm-hmm. A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Skyscraper. <laughs> Hotel Artemis, Searching, and Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, that's a very difficult that's a list. Good batch. They're all good. That is, from... and they're, they're not all badly rated. No, they. they I, I believe that they almost all deserve to to be in that that height, that number. Okay, give me three at a time. Sorry, uh, Molly's Game, A Quiet Place, Hereditary. Ooh, quiet Place at the top, Hereditary, Molly's Game. I would say Molly's Game at the bottom, then A Quiet Place, then Hereditary. Okay, okay now give me one more. Okay, then it's Skyscraper, Hotel Artemis, and Searching. Uh, well, w- one more at a time. This is how I'm going to be able to do this. Oh, sorry. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Um, absolute top. I'd say that was the lowest. Oh, no, no. Above Molly's Game. Maybe. I'm absolutely ranking by enjoyment on this. Sure, I've, sure, I've, sure. I've got to say, like, the actual reaction that I had to these films. That's how I rank films. That's why... That's a good... Yeah, that's as valid a reason as any. Yeah. Like, I rank films on the emotions that it gives me personally, because what else can you do without becoming super snobby. Sure. And just being like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I guess that 2001 A Space Odyssey was just the perfect movie because just the way that Stanley Kubrick directed it, like... Yeah. You get too suity, yeah. It's not a a fun movie. Yeah. Well, no, a movie doesn't need to be fun to be be enjoyable. Sorry, that's, that's not right. But that film, as an example, doesn't make me feel anywhere near as excited as potentially anything we've mentioned today. Well, sure. not not anything, but like at least the top three quarters. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So why would I say that that's my favourite movie? Yeah, valid, very valid, yeah. So of what I'm ranking right now, of those four, Skyscraper is number one. Okay. So we had Molly's Game, A Quiet Place, Hereditary and Skyscraper. What order do you have them in? Um, I had them in uh, Skyscraper, A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Molly's Game. So Skyscraper was at the top. Yeah. Then Hereditary. Yeah. Then A Quiet Place. Molly's Game at the bottom. Yeah. Okay, cool. The next one was Hotel Artemis. Um, I will put that above Hereditary. Okay. So now it... I mean, I've already forgotten. Skyscraper, Hereditary, I believe. Okay. Skyscraper, Hereditary, Hotel Artemis, Molly's Game. Or something. I'm being inconsistent with what I'm saying here. (laughs) It's, It's all very similar. It's very difficult here. This is a tough round. Next one is Searching. Searching. One above the bottom, I think. Above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> finally, oh, I'm sorry, I was hoping you'd remember. <laughs> and finally, Bad Times at the OL. That one's at the bottom of this one. I think that's at the top for me. 
Bad Times? I think that was... Oh, I, sorry. Oh, it's getting Hoodlum's Miss and Bad Times mixed up again. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Bad Times. Oh, um, just Below Skyscraper. Below, below Skyscraper. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, I've not rewatched Bad Times. Maybe it would change if I rewatch it again. But Skyscraper... Skyscraper's it for you. Yeah. Even after watching it twice is mm. the thing. That's what really blows my mind. I know that The Rock is going to use his prosthetic leg to stop yeah. a door from closing like he's whatever the character is from James Bond that Mr. Potato Head um, mimics in Toy Story 2. Sure. The fact that he does that and I watch it twice and get the same amount of enjoyment out of it. Great. No, that is excellent filmmaking. Okay. That film deserves an Oscar. Okay. Next is with an average of 8.5. We have two films with an average of 8.5. Oh, that's a good number. Lady Bird and Mamma Mia 2. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One of those my. got one of those is different from the other. Well, no, not no, not that. I'm saying of the like seven films in the last yes. 0.5 rating. Bluminell. Yep. <laughs> These are below. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Um, okay, so Ladybird Mamma Mia 2. Uh, Ladybird's the worst film for me. Really? Mm. I would definitely say Mamma Mia was below Ladybird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, okay, we have three films with an average of nine. Mm-hmm. They are Shape of Water, Black Panther, and Love, Simon. Love, Simon feels like the lower of those films. Homophobe. What were the other three films? Uh, Black Panther and Shape of Water. Yeah, there's no homosexuality in those. I can't win that back. Hmm. Um, whatever, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> um, hmm. Love, Simon is... Oh, my God. It's just below Black Panther, but very close. Okay. And then what was the fourth one that I marked at the bottom? So, a little Shape of Water. Oh, did I miss Shape of Water out? Shit. Uh, Shape of Water, Black Panther, Love, Simon. But they're close. I feel bad for putting Love, Simon at the bottom of that. But remember, this is still a nine rating. Okay. Fine. Hey, it's difficult. <laughs> Fine. That's that's your choice. No, fuck it. Love, Simon, and Black Panther. Black Panther's at the bottom of that. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won me around on that one. Excellent. Okay. You just made me remember about, like, Again, the final act of Black Panther. Yeah. It was, brings wasn't, the film down wasn't a as lot. Good. Yeah, mm. indeed. Okay, and finally, we have two films with an average of 9.5. Is this the final one and two? This is the final. This is number one and number two. Yeah. Okay. Into the Spider-Verse and Avengers Infinity War. I think Infinity War takes the lead for me on that. Okay. You know what? I think I'd put Spider-Verse first. Yeah, really? Yeah. Spider-Verse was just pure pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's great. Loved it. Well, good. Okay, that's yeah. a yeah, it's a solid ranking. That's and I would fair. not have I would not have anticipated that. I would never. If you'd asked me, like in January, mm. will your favorite film of the year be a Sp- an animated Spider movie? <laughs> I would have been like, hell no. No, actually, yeah. Now you say that, your favorite film of the year was an animated Spider Man film. That is an achievement. That is. Yeah, they have that, done well to that win. That really me is something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is. Yeah, that's pretty great. Mm. You, as a person who. You're not particularly for animated films. Yeah. Not that you're against them. You seem to be actively against anything with superheroes in it. 
I'm not actively against. Let but... alone the seventh film. In yeah, the... I'm just, I'm just, I'm not just tired of it. I'm not against it. I'm just a bit. I'm, I'm just a bit like the, mm, yeah. the the fourth reimagining of a, a yeah, character. Exactly. I would never expected that to be like high up for me. Yeah. Oh wow, that's well, that's great. Yeah, that's your influence right there. Cool. <laughs> Your influence clearly had nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, you... <laughs> I, have, I have had no influence on you whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, boom, Infinity War, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Ugh. Cool, well, that pretty much wraps up our 2018. Um, in fact, it fully wraps up our 2018. Mm-hmm. So thank everybody for listening for all the episodes that we've done so far this year. All the way from Wally. Molly's game, Wally. Well, no, oh, on the main show, Wally. On, yeah, yeah, we got we got Wally going on there. We've got we got our fiftieth. We've got Forrest Gump. I think. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, yeah, we got a few few new seasons which we hadn't done before. Hmm. Um, I'm excited we, for the next year of Beyond the Box. I think it's going to be a good one. Oh yeah, we've got a lot of crap coming along, and some good stuff too, and a lot of good stuff Don't too. Don't worry, um, I've got I've, I've got some ideas. I've got yeah. I've got a treat or two. Um, planned so we'll see how that goes Um, yeah what do you think next year is actually going to bring I'm hoping more listeners and I'm hoping less fewer listeners (laughs) just hoping (laughs) die on the vine Um, we have our live show Mm. that's exciting oh yes of course I'm very excited for that beyondtheboxer.com slash live yeah we're going to do E.T. live in uh, our own local pub the Chemic Chemic, Tavern that's going to be on January uh, Saturday January 19th Mm -hmm. um, 8pm British time we're going to put that out live but we will put that on our feed um, the following Friday yes so yeah you come live you have to get a six day advance on a show plus also you get to see us doing it in front of you and embarrassing ourselves and you get to heckle us so that's also good yes indeed yeah great and uh i guess that if you've enjoyed um listening to us through the entire of 2018 if any of you have gone from start to finish of 2018 with us then you can go to patreon.com slash beyond the box beyond the box that you can where you can pitch as much or as little as you like and if you do so you will get the film review series that we've mentioned multiple times through this episode beyond beyond the box set we do full half hour ish reviews of all the films we've just mentioned over the past six hours. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, six hours, John. Six. This is going to be a, a, a struggle, but I will make it work. Yeah. I will make it work. Yes. And watch me get this correct. Once a month, every patron gets a 30 second ad slot to go on the main show. Mm-hmm. And also, once a month, we pick one patron who gets to pick a film for either the main show which we'll pitch sequels to, and you're welcome to join us. Or if you want to do another film, we'll throw that on the bonus show and uh, have some fun with it there. Yeah. So all that's available pitch.com slash beyond the box set. That's that. For the final time this year. Currently, me and John have got like 18 hours left of the year. Yeah. You guys will be listening to this in the new year, so hopefully it's not gone too badly so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody for subscribing. Hope you've enjoyed 2018, and here is to a fantastic 2019. Indeed. Oh, and um, if, if you've enjoyed our show, tell other people. Yes. Get us some more fans, because the more fans that we get, the better episodes that we'll do. That's the deal. Absolutely. That is our agreement. Yeah. 
yep, 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 yep. Well, I mean, it largely means we'll get better guests and then we have to hold ourselves to a better standard. Mm-hmm. That's how the science works. Anyway, I'm still talking. I do a lot of talking when I'm very tired. John doesn't. John just sort of... What? I'm enjoying letting you go for it. <laughs> you just kind of slur your words, your eyes close slowly, your face turns red. I'm sorry, what? It's, it's not a great look. You should get some sleep, John. You're tired. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>